When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi again. Welcome to Talking Real Money, the Daily Show. I'm Don McDonald, back after taking a couple of Daily Show days off. Uh, I, I was out trying out my new old Airstream, and so I didn't have access to the studio which I'm going to be building into the new old Airstream for my future summer across America, maybe even summer across North America trip uh, over the summer, of course. <laughs> so yeah, it was interesting. 30-year-old Airstream is what my wife and I bought, and we tried it out this week and found out that, uh, well, the refrigerator doesn't work on electric like it did originally, but now it stopped. And I think the water heater needs replacing, but otherwise, you know, Hey, we, we paid, we didn't pay a lot for it. So it's worth fixing up. So we're going to do that. Welcome to the show. Sorry. I missed you a couple of times and we've got uh, a couple of things. I think you'll be interested in listening to. Uh, and I want to start once again with a headline from market watch and market watch is owned by the same people who own the wall street journal dow jones and yet the wall street journal is such a responsible publication market watch isn't headline today today headline i read this headline man credited with calling the 2008 crisis says Next, says the next 20 years in the stock market will break a lot of hearts. Of course, at the beginning of the story, they say that this guy is credited with predicting the 2000 and 2008 downturns. And he was speaking on CNBC. And I don't know why he gets the credit for predicting those because he really didn't. He predicted that the stock market would go down starting in 2005, so he was actually wrong for a large part of the gains that happened in the 2000s. Uh, so, yeah, there was a crash, but did he actually predict it? Hmm, no, not really. You see, Jeremy Grantham, along with lots of other prognosticators, make lots and lots of predictions. And very few of those predictions are right. But when they are right, what do they do? They go on CNBC, the modern version of screaming it from rooftops. He predicted some things right and some things wrong. The problem is... When you get the up markets wrong, you do people a lot more damage than when you get the down markets right or when you get the down markets wrong. And even when you get the down markets right, down markets outnumber up markets. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me reverse that. Up markets outnumber down markets about three to one. 
So you want to be in more than you get out. And if someone, someone out there accurately, accurately predicted the 2008 decline in late 2007, I'd be impressed if that was their only down market call that whole time. And then if they predicted that you should get back in in early 2009, I would have been impressed. And then if they predicted you should get out in the middle of 2018, I'd be impressed. And if they told you at the end of 2018 to get back in, I'd be impressed. But nobody does that. Nobody can do that. It is just foolishness. Yet the financial media needs, for some reason, they need to think or you need to think that somebody knows something that they cannot possibly know and a 20-year market call come on give me a break i absolutely guarantee you that the market will go down sometime in the next 20 years so i also predict it will go up sometime within the next 20 years i'll also go out on a limb and predict, can't guarantee, I can guarantee that it will go down at some point, but I can't guarantee this prediction. I will predict that over the next 20 years, the stock market will go up more than it goes down and will return positive returns to you uh, over 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, or, uh, with all bets being off if we blow up the planet. Stop reading things like this. I read them for you so I can tell you they're stupid. This is a stupid, stupid market watch article again, designed to incite emotional responses. They're going to tell you that. In fact, I found articles about how much the market was going to go up in this issue of market watch. They want to play to whatever you believe, play into your biases, and they want to get you to behave emotionally. They want to titillate you or scare you. They want to excite you or frighten you. That does you no good when, it's, when it comes to investing, which is why we want to help you every single day, if possible, with a few exceptions when I take some time off, on either this podcast or on our weekly live show where you can call in live, and since this is the Friday podcast, that would be tomorrow, where you can call in live between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern, that's noon to 2 Pacific time, at 855-935-8255, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-TALK, just remember that number, but you can also call it anytime. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, like this gentleman did. Hello, my name is Matt. I don't have any investments. I've never um, bought any stock or um, I've never invested in any real estate. Um, a couple uh, Up until this point, I just thought that life was working nine to five, putting it in the bank and taking it out when you need it and kind of paycheck to paycheck living. Uh, a few years ago, I started to learn that um, that actually is not the best way to plan for your future. And so I'm learning about investing, things like that. I bought myself uh, The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham and a couple of books on real estate here and there. And uh, I guess what I'm, what I'm worried about is that I, just, I, I don't seem to understand a lot of it. I'm about two years into reading this stuff, listening to different podcasts. I just found you guys... I love you guys because you guys seem to stress the difference between investing and speculating and 
and um, you know, sort of more conservative, well thought out investing as opposed to just buying the new trend that's going up. And that's sort of my my line of thinking too. But I still don't seem to know anything, and because of that, I lack the confidence to to actually do do something with the knowledge I'm learning. Um, so it's not so much a fear to make mistakes. I don't mind making mistakes. It's actually a fear that I, I just don't feel like I understand this stuff. So I'm wondering, where would you guys say a guy like me should start? Like, pretend, pretend uh, you're speaking to a baby. Pretend uh, you're speaking to somebody who's completely stupid, doesn't know anything about anything. Where would you tell them to start? How do how do you how do I go from point me to point B? So. Yeah, that's basically my question. Um, I took your um, risk quiz on your website. I got a, a 59 for uh, risk tolerance. And uh, I think that's about all the info I can really give you. I'm from Canada. That's the other info. So, yeah, that's all. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thanks for everything you guys do. Oh, well, one, I'm not going to talk to you like a baby. I do that with my grandkids. just did that yesterday with my granddaughter. But, but. I will give you what you need to know. See, oh, and you know what? You threw me a, you threw me a curve when you added, oh, and by the way, I'm from Canada. Oh, you made me do some work. You made me actually go out and do, I could have answered this so easily otherwise. Now it was a little more work for me, but I still have a decent answer, I think, for you. And remember, this is not based on knowing any more about you than what you told me. It's just sort of an outline. But I'm, I'm pretty confident that if you do something like this, that you're going to be better off than doing basically nothing, which is what you're doing right now. You are right. You need to save and you need to invest for your future. And that point in the future for most of us is that thing we call retirement. Whether we totally retire or not, that time when you get tired, you're, you're getting your body. Trust me, I'm now going, I never think. I, I, I When I was younger, I, I thought, I'll never feel that way. Ugh. I got to tell you, my back aches, my knees ache from hooking that trailer up and hooking all the things up and carrying stuff. It, when you get older, you start wearing down a little bit. And so, yeah, you need to save for that. You've hit that point right now, and I am I congratulate you. I want to warn you, though, against trying to learn too much. There are a lot of people out there who profit from what you believe is your confusion about investing. But you're on the right track. You, you get it. You're starting to get it now. There's this chasm between investing and speculation. It is gigantic. And please stop with the real estate books. Unless you're planning to get into real estate as a uh, a vocation, a job, whether it be full-time or part-time, stop looking at real estate. Real estate is, generally speaking, a pretty awful investment for individuals. Sometimes people hit it out of the park. Other times, they fall apart. It's just like any other speculation. Don't play that game. If it's a business, great. And quit worrying about learning too much. You're on the right track here. You know, Paul Merriman has a podcast. Listen to his podcast. There's, there's, there's a, there are a handful of good podcasts in this universe of, uh, of hundreds or even thousands of horrible ones. But here, I'm going to, you did all the right stuff. You went and you took the risk quiz. Yay. You are just slightly above average in your risk tolerance. So you're a relatively conservative. You didn't tell me your age, but you're a relatively conservative investor. 
And you're in luck because recently, you see, the Canadian investment market has been far, 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 far worse than the U.S. market used to be. Products, actively managed products from the big banks, and they're overpriced, ridiculous, horrible opportunities, this awful stuff. Well, recently, Vanguard has started doing business in Canada. Hooray, Vanguard. I wish they were a little less Canada-centric in their choices. And the only mutual funds they offer you, it's like, Vanguard, what happened to index funds in Canada? Canadians, they're not good enough for your index funds? You give them Windsor and Wellington? What are you thinking? You give them four mutual funds from Vanguard are available in Canada, and they're all actively managed. Vanguard, you should be ashamed. When I say it like that, I can see my dog, like, hunched up on the rug. Vanguard, you've been bad. Sit. Stay. Fix it. But they do offer ETFs. So here's what I did. Based on your 59 score, that puts you right at the typical balanced mutual fund portfolio. And you can do it with exchange-traded funds, ETFs that trade in Canada. So you're staying in Canada. You get Canadian dollar hedging, uh, which helps eliminate the currency exchange risk. And here is what I would suggest based on your risk quiz score. You should have about 60% in stocks, balanced fund, about 40% in bonds. Of the 60% in stock, well, actually, I'm just going to give you numbers based on the 100%, okay? There's, a, there's an ETF in Canada called VUS. It's the U.S. Total Market Equity Fund. It's dollar hedge, Canadian dollar hedged. I would put 30%, give or take, in that because the U.S. is 50% of the global economy. You don't want to be Canadian-centric. It's, this is not hockey. You're not rooting for, the, for your team to win. You want to make money. So you're going to own the globe in the right, in the right proportions. Well, semi-right. I'm going to lean you a little bit more toward developed markets, but not much. So the other one, put about 25% in the developed world market, all cap fund, XUS. It doesn't have the U.S. in it. And that's also Canadian dollar hedged. The symbol is VEF, VEF. So we have VUS for 30%, VEF for 25%. Then pick up emerging markets a little bit. This will give you more. This will give you China, Brazil, the up and comers. VEE, VEE, V. V, 5%, just 5% in that. Too easy, right? Then for the 40%, you use VAB, 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 which is the Canadian Aggregate Bond Index. That's going to give you high-quality bonds, all Canadian dollar-denominated, and so you don't have to worry about hedging and inflation, I mean, uh, currency uh, exchange rates. So now you've got 100% of your money. This is your long-term investment money. Now, the kind of account you put it in, I don't know because I don't know enough about Canadian retirement accounts. Find yourself the Canadian version of an IRA or a Roth IRA, or if you don't have anything you like, then just put them in an account, pay taxes. They won't be too bad anyway. Um, and do this regularly. As you earn money, it goes into these accounts in those proportions. Every year, you rebalance back to these proportions. You sell your winners and buy your losers. 
It's simple. Investing is too simple for us to think it's this complicated. The problem, the reason we think it's complicated is because we turn on the television and we see a Bloomberg screen with 5,000 numbers on it and we go, oh, I could never, ever grasp that. Or you see guys on CNBC talking about things you don't even begin to understand, nor should you. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean you're childlike. It means you're good at what you do. You don't have to be a whiz to invest right when there are great mutual funds being operated by people who have a clue. It's not hard. Don't do real estate. Don't speculate. If you want to speculate, make sure it's money you absolutely 100% can afford to lose. Do something like this. Retake your risk quiz once in a while. See if your risk tolerance changes and leave it the heck alone. Control your emotions. If you want to know the most valuable thing you can do to keep on track to a, to a great future, control your emotions never stop investing no matter what people say no matter what the news media says no matter what you read no matter what you hear about how bad things are going to be don't pay any attention pay no attention the world you'll you'll own pretty much the world the world will go on that's my advice and i really appreciate you calling our number is 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 24 hours a day seven days a week and if you're an American, hadn't thought about this, but if you're an American and you need a little more help, uh, your question's a little bit more complicated than you can get in in the, the, the brief time we have here on the podcast, you know, if it's lots of moving parts, we help everybody at my firm, Vestry. Tom and I started Vestry 10 years ago at my kitchen table. And we created it as a firm that is devoted, dedicated, built on the premise that everybody deserves a financial education. That's why we do the show and the podcast, and we've done them for a very long time. I've been, I've been doing financial talk on the radio for over 30 years, so we're serious about what we do. If you want some help from one of our advisors, they will not charge you, and they will not try to sell you anything. We don't sell commission products anyway. If you want to become a client someday, that would be awesome. We'd love to work with you, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is to get you off on the right track so that you don't get ripped off by all those awful people out there who really have very little in the way of a conscience when it comes to making a commission. They don't care about you. The bells ring in their heads when you say, oh, I've got $100,000, i got $200,000. All They're here on the cash register bells. Ding, 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 ding. Call us first talk to us before you do something it's a second opinion and it doesn't cost anything 855-935-TALK is our phone number or go to talkingrealmoney.com to set up an appointment with one of our advisors or to read all kinds of other great stuff or to listen to the podcast or whatever thanks for being there i really appreciate it call the show tomorrow from three to five eastern at 855-935-TALK live too take care talk to you soon i'm don mcdonald that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. 
so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.